A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Boy, and thank you so much. You really lit up our talk text line in the past 24 hours' time with your rainfall reports. I appreciate it. How are you doing, everybody? Fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke starting you off on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, it's a little soggy around parts of Wisconsin, and I think a lot of farmers definitely welcome that. We'll bring you the latest news as far as planting progress is concerned, and you still have time to share with us your rainfall reports from the past 24 hours' time. Remember, the Midwest Farm Report talk text line is 877-301-FARM. Let me give that to you again. 877-301-3276. You can talk or text that line and let us know what your rainfall report looks like. We'll be sharing that when we catch up with Stu Muck in just a little bit. The forecast does look like we're going to stay... On the mild side, as far as temperatures are concerned, clouds today in 58, sunshine tomorrow in 63, more clouds on Thursday, back down to about 59 degrees. So that's about the best we're going to see for the rest of this week. Like I said, more weather details coming up. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. About a week or so ago, we were looking at our early morning temperatures, 25, 26, and for extended periods of time. Not good this time of the year as uh, some of these fruit trees start to blossom. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. I think uh, getting the most attention, Pam, was the apple crop. And again, we keep our fingers crossed that uh, the apples, for the most part at least, did survive. What are you hearing? Yeah, you know, honestly, keeping your fingers crossed is not a bad way to approach it. That's uh, what I found out when I headed towards Richland Center to visit with uh, Steve Lewis, who is a part of the Oakwood Fruit Farm business. That's uh, something that started with their family back in the early 1900s and uh, continues today. Uh, He also is obviously connected with uh, other apple growers in different areas of the state and in different states as well. And nobody was very happy with the way the weather treated our our fruit-bearing trees from those warm, warm 70s, almost 80s we experienced uh, back in March, and then all of a sudden, bam, uh, temperatures that were below freezing overnight for a lot of areas. So the bottom line, I asked Steve, what are you seeing today? What worries you about the 2021 growing season? How is it going? Well, I think every apple grower in the Midwest had the same thoughts. You know, here goes our crop. Yeah. You know, the temperatures they have predicted, we can take down to about 30, 28. You know, there was a lot of places, 22 and even some teens. And that can spell your crop is done. Mm-hmm. You did a little survey for me, and so did the Wisconsin apple growers. What are we finding so far? So a week ago at this time, it looked pretty dismal, but after everybody's kind of got out and started taking a look at their crop and cutting some buds open, we kind of feel that we've dodged a bullet. Now, there are some places that have some damage and significant damage, but overall, most people are feeling a lot better this week. 
And you didn't just limit yourself to Wisconsin. You were having conversations with Michigan, other growers in Minnesota. Yeah, yep. We called, you know, and we've all kind of got our network of people we talk to and work with. And, and the East Coast has had some damage um, from earlier. You know, they were farther ahead. Um, and they kind of think that they, they still have a crop, not a huge crop. Um, you know, from what I've heard, it's kind of the same thing in Michigan. Spotty, some damage here and there, but overall it looks like they're going to have a crop. You know, you and I started talking about last year. You know, it's one thing to just worry about the crop, and then last year you had to worry about your customers, too. Uh, how did Oakwood kind of work through things last year? Yeah, so we, um, you know, we luckily we had a little bit of time to prepare, so we did some things to kind of automate our checkout system and automate things, so that way if we knew we had in-person customers, we could uh, get people through faster, keep the crowds down. We also put an online store in so people could order and do curbside, um, which I think people are going to take advantage of that in the future. Um, you know, it's just faster, you know, working people can can do those things. So um, it was kind of a, a good year uh, to dip our toe in that. Um, but overall, uh, our farm market had an excellent year. Now, here we stand. I thought it was going to be frost we'd have to focus in on. Now it seems to be the dry. Yeah, boy, it's as dry as I've ever seen it this time of year. We were planting our new trees last week. And, of course, on a tree planter, you get to look down in that hole a lot of the day. And it's, it's really dry down in there. We could use some rain. We like to be dry during bloom, but we'd like to be, have some moisture before that. We could really use rain bad. How are you trying to compensate for that? You have got technology that kind of helps you here at Oakwood. Yeah, so we're using the, our new weather stations, which the Wisconsin apple growers had wrote a grant to put in uh, at a lot of orchards. It really helps us monitor that. We can check the ground moisture. Um, but uh, also, you know, we're, we're running our irrigation. I've never run irrigation this time of year. You normally don't need to. Uh, on our older trees, they're fine. Um, but on our younger trees, we have quite a big planting the last two and three years, and we're just worried about trying to get them up and going again. Right. Now let's talk a little bit about your plantings because you have a philosophy here at Oakwood on how to get the best product from, I guess we'd have to say, smaller space. A lot like guys in their cornrows. You want to you wanna keep it manageable in size and in width. Yeah, so what it is, it's called High Density Orchard now, um, and it, it came from Europe, and it's, it's um, you know, Michigan, Washington places, New York have had it for years, and now we're kind of starting to adopt it here all over uh, Wisconsin and, and Minnesota. And basically, um, we're just taking those, those bigger older trees have a lot of unproductive space in them. So we're t just basically putting this tree and just keeping it pruned back so that we only have younger wood in there, and that's some more productive wood, lets more light in, gets higher quality fruit, it's a lot easier to uh, to manage and uh, and grow and consistently crop when we've all got evenly sized branches in those trees. Now you were also sharing with me the marketing that you've got for Oakwood. It's not just the farm direct opportunity. You're also involved in kind of a uh, grouping situation where you're getting your product into other channels. Now last year it makes sense that there was a lot of disruption, schools, institution, uh, grocery stores even for that matter. What's your sense now going into 2021? Well, I think, and we've all seen it coming in the, in the apple business here in the last 10 years. There's a lot of new varieties, a lot of what they call club varieties or managed varieties. You have to be in the club to to grow that variety, and a lot of those are coming on. Well, what we really saw last year with the, with in the grocery stores is um, they're trying to maybe be a little more conservative and less varieties in the store, so there's going to be more competition to get on that shelf. So um, I think going forward, we're going to see some of these new clubs that maybe go by the way side just because they're not willing to take the 
risk to put them on the shelves. Um, you're going to have to have a larger group behind them to, to get the advertisement out and, you know, to get the grocery stores willing to work with you. Um, you know, at your own farm market, they're still going to be a great place to market them. But uh, if you're on the wholesale end, the, the competition level, I think, is going to be really fierce in the next 10 years. You know, that kind of surprises me, given what we learned last year. Empty shelves, consumer sudden drive to want to know their farmer, where it came from, have a story behind the product. I would think that your club producers and those unique varieties would have a better end. Yeah, and it and it is, but the thing, you know, the grocery stores are looking at, um, you know, the, the space, they want something they know they can run through. Um, you know, and, and there's certain things in the grocery store they like to run through and, and run specials and sales and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, especially if we're Midwest growers, um, smaller growers, we're, we're, we more have what they call a regional crop. So we come in at a certain, you know, in that oh, regional right. time of the year, we're not there year round. Right. And so they're moving something else off right. the shelf to bring ours in. And right. so that's where they get. And, you know, and the grocery stores, they're, just, they're trying to be profitable too. Yeah. And so it all looks that, but yes, and, and the know your farmer and, and uh, know where your food's coming from is a great movement. I think it works well for us. And, you know, the thing of it is, is the grocery store will listen to, to the buyer, to the end buyer, more than they will someone selling a product. So as if those consumers go in the store and there's not something there or they don't see their local thing, talk to their grocery store and tell them, hey, we'd like to see this. How many more people have started asking you questions, Steve, about how you grow it, where it come from, how's it going, Steve? I mean, genuinely, trying to engage in a conversation with you instead of just walking in, grabbing a bag, getting on. Yeah, you know, a lot more. We see a lot more people come in asking questions about them, and we love to have it. That's what our favorite thing to have in the farm market is, is getting to talk to people and educate them and tell them about this. Hey, try this. What do you like? What do you not like in an apple? Okay, here. Here's a new one that we like. Train them on how the best way to take them home and keep it so they get a quality product. Um, you know, and a lot of interest in how we're growing these new apples and a lot of interest, you know, in, in just what the inputs are. And our group that we market with, we're really, really strong looking at sustainability, looking at, um, you know, what's the best products we can put on, soil health and things like that. And I think that's going to be a big movement going forward. Um, you know, not only stay profitable, but, you know, it, it's just the, the wave of the future. I got to, speaking of the wave of the future, you've got to take some time and explain to the average consumer uh, the varieties that you listed that are so popular and kind of the unknown story about where they're actually coming from. It's very interesting to know you're a great apple grower in Wisconsin, but some of the most popular varieties you can't get access to. Help them understand that. No, like the new one that's coming on, uh, you know, we call the, you know, the 900-pound gorilla is Cosmic Crisp coming out of Washington. Um, you know, it's it's a new variety. It's a Honey Crisp offshoot. Um, you're going to see a massive amount of those starting to come this year and next year. Most of the plantings were put in four or five years ago. Um, that's a club or a managed variety. Now, only Washington State. It was developed in Washington State and only Washington State growers can grow that and market that apple. So if you're outside there, you just don't get access to it. Now, Ambrosia was another apple that was like that. That was an apple that was developed, was found in Canada, and only Canada growers or partners in the United States could grow that. That came off a patent two years ago. So now, you know, a lot of people are looking at planting that because it's a popular variety. It's already out there and people know it. So those are things. But there's a lot of other small. There's some really high-quality apples that are coming out that you'll probably only ever find at your farm market because... There's just not that drive to get them into the grocery store. So I encourage people to get out to their local uh, apple growers, and you can find some of these really great apples, and that's the only place you'll find them. 
Is Wisconsin Apple Growers Association helping to educate consumers, helping to educate those grocery stores? I know you guys are like a lot of groups. You're working so hard trying to keep your own business going, thinking about the associations, a challenge sometimes, but are you trying to get a united effort to keep that education going? Yes, we are, and that's a great question. We just wrote a grant last year, and we got approval of the grant. Um, kind of late enough, we couldn't really launch it last year, but we have one, um, and so we had one about 10 years ago. It's called Flavored by Wisconsin, and it's mm. kind of an offshoot about that, and what that is is, is we're going to kind of develop some uh, marketing strategies and some things to help people uh, at their farm and do some uh, some advertising and um, drew up some uh, posters and things like that that can go to the grocery stores just to educate people and make it easier for that you know that farm market to have you know um, kind of a list of things you know hey remember this remember this and these things and what our advantages are here over other places just, just to tell people you know when you get the opportunity buy that local apple because in the season it's probably a better product you gotta believe that Steve Lewis president of Oakwood Fruit Farms that's an apple orchard in Richland Center, Wisconsin, well-connected with other growers across the state, across the region, and paying very close attention to those trends coming down the line. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Looking for that unique one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Siding and window team transform the look of your home. Superior service without compromising. Online at prairieexteriors.com. Prairie Exteriors. Now that's impressive. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, I so appreciate that you are blowing up our talk text line this morning. The Midwest uh, Farm Report talk text line, if you want to use it anytime, 877 301 
877-301-3276. That's 877-301-FARM. So, Stu Mock, Ag Meteorologist, joining us this morning. Here's what I've got. Uh, starting last night, uh, they were telling me it was misting in Kewaskum yesterday afternoon, 1.39 inches in Freedom, about nine-tenths of an inch in Mount Hope, 1.9 inches in Argyle, 1.4 south of Columbus, about an inch and three-tenths in Cambria, another inch and a quarter southeast of Columbia County. Dustin from Monticello, another four-tenths overnight, and Bob by Beaver Dam, an inch and a half. So really appreciate you guys letting us know about that because, honestly, Stu, this was our first real measurable rain widespread. It was a good rain. The, I went out for a ride in the evening, and the cornfields that I know have just been planted all had that nice soaked look. Yeah, there was a little water standing here and there. I bet you're not going to see it this morning. It's all soaked in. Really going to do us some good. Those rainfall amounts are all over the board. My friend John over here in Osceola, an inch and four tenths. I had an inch and a quarter in my gauge. I expect we stay drier today. A cool front's pulling away. Not going to clear out. Clouds kind of hang on, no doubt about that. But we do have to talk about a bit of a possibility here of some frost, and especially Juno, Adams, Monroe County, between La Crosse and Demoston and areas north. That frost advisory out tonight, not that it's going to drop down below 30 or anything, but, you know, those low spots, the protected areas, uh, the flower you put out in the back step or the tomato plant, Tonight's the night to cover it out in those areas. Otherwise, just a cool one. As we head into the day tomorrow, cool and unsteady. We may have a little sprinkly shower again later Wednesday night, just into the day Thursday. Very, very light rain if we see it. And otherwise, temperatures just struggling to stay in the 50s or low 60s. That's how we'll work right on into the weekend as well. And a little more of that scattered, very light rain could pop up here during the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Farmers understand the power and the value of the sun. They understand return on investment. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is an opportunity to get rid of that energy bill. Farmers understand taking expenses away. They just get it. It's the difference between renting and owning. You are renting your energy currently, okay? Own your energy. It's a no-brainer. You are going to have that energy bill. You're going to. It's a known expense that every farm has. Put a solar field in, put a solar system in, and now make your own energy. It's a business decision, just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. You should reach out to us, and we will come out to look at your farm for a very specialized, specific quote for you. Even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All righty, Stu, give me a little idea on that forecast. Like you said, the temperatures are going to cool down quite a little bit, so we do have to be mindful of that. Yeah, cloudy and cool, that's the big part of it. Uh, just to highlight once again, the frost advisory at Mauston tonight, midnight till 9 a.m. tomorrow. Otherwise, today, mostly cloudy. That's about the most we expect, and it stays a bit cooler, mid and upper 50s. The northwest winds, 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy, but clearing that frostiness, especially western and central Wisconsin. We drop into the 30s, upper 30s in the south, mid and low 30s, further north and west. The north winds, about 5 to 10, and a frosty start in the west early tomorrow, becoming mostly cloudy once again. Clouds roll in, again, mid to upper 50s, maybe a 60 at La Crosse, northwest winds at 5 to 10. 
there may be a sprinkle or very light rain late Wednesday night into early Thursday, partly sunny Thursday, upper 50s once again, the north winds at 5 to 10. No big changes, Pam, Saturday just around 60, the most we can hope for, but at least it will be a sunny day. Yep, that's good. That's good. We'll get her back on track here. All right, good enough. Thanks, Stu. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll see you then. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details we're looking for. And again, like I said, we're always looking for your weather-related details from your backyard. Or maybe you want to tell me about an upcoming June dairy event, something that's planned uh, as far as a community festival. Use that Midwest Farm Report talk text line. That means you can call and leave a message, or you can text me and I'll see it. 877-301-3276. That's 877-301-FARM. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Spring has arrived, and Blaine's Farm and Fleet is ready to help you tackle all the projects you've been thinking about all winter long. Get your yard in shape with PBI Gordon Trimac Concentrate. This three-way herbicide blend kills weeds without harming your lawn. Two and a half gallons, $54.99. Rewards members pay $49.99. Or pick up Gordon's Amine 402 4D herbicide. Kills broadleaf weeds on lawns, pastures, fence rows, drainage ditches, and industrial sites. Two and a half gallons, just $37.99. Get a 12-volt, 40-gallon, three-point sprayer from Fimco. It's $449.99. Save on Lock-Ease hitch pins from Double H, now 10% off. Stock up on six-foot studded T-posts from Chicago Heights Steel, on sale $399. Rewards members pay $389. And 16-foot, 50-inch, 5-gauge cattle fence panels from Balin, now $24.99. That's genuine value on everything you need under one roof from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings, The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, Stuff you won't find anywhere else and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? 
Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Mmm, need to get some rest. This is the worst headache ever. Mmm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on it last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Signs like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Take a chill pill. Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. Do you battle stress, anxiety, or depression? You need to know about our top-selling product, Chill Pill. Chill Pill is a natural supplement with a simple herbal blend that works. Infused with magnolia bark to reduce cortisol for stress relief, L-theanine to calm the mind from anxious thoughts, and the amino acid 5-HTP to balance your serotonin levels and uplift the mood. Has anyone ever told you that you need to take a chill pill? Well, now you can for less than a dollar a day. After everything that we have all gone through this last year, we all need a chill pill. Talk to our wellness consultants today to see if chill pill is right for you. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Before the Packers, let's talk positive about the Badgers. How about uh, Cole Van Lannon coming to the green and gold? You love to see that, yeah? Yeah, I mean, he was obviously pretty excited. Um, he actually, I don't know. I'm Did sure he that, eat at a supper club to celebrate? I don't know about that, but I do know that when he got the call, it said likely or scam or, or spam likely on his phone. Oh, potential got, spam, right? like my, yes. Mine says potential spam. So does but, mine. Um, his apparently said spam likely. Either way, it turned out he answered it anyways, and it turned out to be, Brian Gutekunst and, and Matt LaFleur telling him that they were drafting him. So that's pretty cool for him. Obviously grew up just outside of Green Bay, went to Bayport High School. And, you know, I think there were probably, you know, early in his career probably thought he was going to be a bit higher a draft pick. But, you know, sixth round to, to the Packers, getting to stay home, potentially even live at home uh, while he's going through this whole thing. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool for him. I don't know if, that, I don't know if that's a benefit of uh, – well, wouldn't that, that be but, something? Yeah. It's like, Mom, I got, I'm late, running late for practice. Can you pack my lunch? It's like, honey, you're making right. good money. Move out already. You're an NFL player, dude. Get it. Get it. It's time get to spot. move out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, really cool for him. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I feel like that's like a like a, a definitely a Packers lineman, right? Like Cole Van Lennon. Obviously, 2018 was his best year. What happened in the uh, 2019 and 2020 campaign? Obviously, it was an injury and then obviously COVID. Yeah, well, 2019 was an injury, and, and that was why he – I remember talking to him last August and how disappointed he was that they had canceled the season because he didn't have the best tape in 2019. He wanted to prove that he was a better player because he had he had, was dealing with that injury and it limited him. And he just wasn't as good as he probably could have been. And then this past year, um, you know, obviously with the COVID stuff and everything, but he also 
uh, dealt with an injury this year too. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate aspect of it, but I think he's talented enough to make it. I don't know if he's going to be a tackle. Probably not going to be a tackle. I mean, if anything, a right tackle, but probably an, an inside player for them. And we'll see if he can make the team. I mean, they've added now six offensive linemen in the last two drafts. Yeah, they're really going for it with that offensive line. Hopefully to protect, I don't know, maybe Jordan Love. Who knows? Uh, Zach. Gotta get, guys, gotta, gotta, gotta get guys for that. Yeah, Zach, how about the um, uh, the undrafted free agent? We got John Dietzen coming as well to the Green Bay Packers. What is, uh, what's the skinny on Dietzen? Well, I mean, he gave up. He retired from football. Yeah. He retired from football after the 2019, no, excuse me, the 2018 season uh, when all those other guys left, um, you know, Dieter and, and all those guys. And, and uh, John could have come back. And he didn't, and uh, we all thought he was done. And then he shows back up last year, and uh, you know started it, uh, started a bunch of games, played a bunch of games, and uh, you know I don't know if he's that's that's going to be a very tough ask because in, in addition to the six, I mean he's an undrafted free agent being added into a mix that just drafted six guys the last two years. It's going to yeah. be tough, but yeah. I think it's cool that he's even getting the opportunity because. A long time ago, or I should say, you know, after 2018, it didn't look like that was even going to be a possibility just because of all the injuries he had been dealing with throughout his career. Well, I'm going to quote Paul Christ here, Zach, for Dietzen. Uh, you just appreciate the opportunity, you know? And that's, yeah, good point. Um, this is crazy now, to me. He, hey, <laughs> yeah? he's just got to wrap his arms around the situation, quoting Gary Anderson. <laughs> Zach. Please never quote him again. Gary Anderson. For the first time since 1992, I saw in your article that you wrote at MadCitySportsZone.com on our beautiful new website. For the first time since 1992, the Wisconsin football team didn't have anyone taken in the first four rounds of the NFL draft. That's pretty wild, yeah? Well, yeah, I mean, when it happens for the what? That's uh, almost 30 years? That's a long time. It is. So, yeah, they didn't have anybody taken in the first four rounds. They got, obviously, Isaiah Lattermook coming off the first. I, I don't think anybody probably saw that before the draft, him going first. And then, you know, Van Landon and Rashad Wild just going off in back-to-back picks. I mean, three, you know, having three is fine. Um, I think you potentially have more than that next year. But, yeah, I mean, it, you know, with all the guys that decided to come back, I don't know if any would have jumped into the, into the top five probably, or the top four rounds. Probably not. But with so many guys coming back, it's just, uh, you know, there wasn't as many bodies available, I guess, in terms of the draft as normal. Yeah. Did I see Rashad Wild Goose saying, like, I'm used to the cold in Buffalo? Maybe you didn't see this, but then he never listed as his stops of, of, of Madison, Wisconsin, playing for the Badgers. He's like, I lived here, I live there, but never said anything about I, Madison. I'm like, what happened in the Madison, dude? I didn't see that. Oh, I'll have to afford it to you. And then several other players got undrafted free agents. Was it was it stock he got in, and then Garrett Groshak, then Eric Burrell, and obviously John Dietzen? Yeah, I believe those were the, the four. I think Adam Bay was another one that the, the long snapper that was, you know, we'll probably get uh, somewhere, a visit somewhere, but, yeah, not part of the undrafted free agent hall originally. Yeah. And Garrett Grosher going out to Las Vegas, which is pretty cool. It gets to team up with Alec Ingold again. And, and maybe uh, Rodgers. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, there may not be a lot of tractors rolling this morning, judging by all the rainfall reports that you've been talking and texting into us this morning. Sure appreciate that. Again, 1.9 inches rain in Argyle, about an inch and a quarter south of Columbus, uh, inch and three-tenths by Cambria. So pretty good, uh, pretty good amount of rain for a lot of folks yesterday, and that's good news. Don't forget the Midwest Farm Report talk text line that's available to you anytime day or night is 877-301-FARM that's 877-301-3276 i'm pam yankee 
Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So, today, fourth day of May, let's talk about it. On this day in 1959, the Grammy was presented for the very first time. It's one of the most prestigious awards in the music industry. Winners of the first edition included Ella Fitzgerald, Henry Mancini, and Frank Sinatra. The Grammy started on this day in 1959. On this day in 1953, Ernest Hemingway won the Pulitzer Prize. On this day in 1904, the United States took over construction of the Panama Canal. I'm very pleased to say, thanks to my farm tours, I got a chance to uh, experience the Panama Canal. And now you know. Well, we think you know that uh, a merger has been accomplished that impacts a lot of Wisconsin agribusiness. Countryside Cooperative in uh, western Wisconsin, northwest Wisconsin, headquartered kind of in that Duran-Mondovi area, has merged with Landmark Services Cooperative, headquartered in Cottage Grove. Now, we don't know what the new name of the entity is going to be, but we do know that the vote has been complete and that merger has been completed. I talked about it with Jim Dell. He is going to be the general manager of all of those locations. And I asked him what it was like to try to carry on with a merger of this size and scope in light of the pandemic. We kind of slowed things down a little bit because we were all unsure, right? We did not know how things were going to be affected, uh, both in our personal lives and uh, certainly in our work worlds. And uh, once we got a grasp on that, um, and then we went to the membership vote, things became pretty clear. But but in, all along the way, you're you're meeting in person, you're not meeting in person. So um, tremendous uh, amount of technology, and that's one thing I can out that the legacy co-ops uh, embrace very very strongly in our culture and that'll be something we embrace uh, tremendously uh, as we move forward as well and that that technology allowed us to really move through this fairly seamlessly um, but yeah you know you don't get the body languages and and uh, you know there's there's always negotiating con uh, conversations going on and uh, you know so doing it all over zoom is a bit of a challenge but yet um, it really uh, made us more efficient and as you know one of the big questions was how are you going to manage with companies as spread out as as we are and I guess uh, for the last year I can tell you we did it and we did it very effectively and so our, our employee base is used to Zooms. Uh, we're used to Zooms, not that we're going to shy away from in person, but uh, we certainly know now that uh, we can make that happen. And we're going to be setting up Zoom rooms in many of our uh, uh, locations throughout the North and the South Territories so that it's convenient for our employees to be able to do that um, and managers to be able to lead them and still be face-to-face. But, you know, in times when you can't be there, physically, uh, we'll get the same thing accomplished. Right. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about where we go from here. Uh, You're set up for spring now, as we've kind of alluded to. Tell me about the greatest benefits you see right now going into spring of 2021, and maybe some of the challenges that you're still managing through. 
Yeah, you know, from an agronomic standpoint, the river system, rail system, and our our, uh, capacity to hold product has been, you know, a huge advantage between both organizations and and working that arbitrage, and there has been great opportunity there. So um, that's that's been a real success. You know, uh, March 1 start date, of course, in the LP arena uh, and energy, it's it's a a very peak season for them. but uh, we've managed through that fairly well this first week, and everybody's uh, the the technology's working in the trucks, and the communications are happening, and the the supply has been been real ample. Uh, Lee Parker and our energy division did an excellent job with both. Uh, uh, the southern region and the northern region, making sure we had supply through that and that tight vortex. So that was that was a little bit concerning coming in as we went into March one. Uh, moving on on the feed uh, side of things, uh, you know, had great opportunities last year to set up uh, input contracts with with producers. Some of the best uh, opportunities we had in probably three or four years. So. Uh, we we feel we're set up for pretty good success as well in that arena, and then our Verity Solutions um, program with our input financing uh, has been just exploding, and our customers are are really utilizing a really competitive program that that should set them up for success as we move forward. So, any any little snags that are still left to be worked out, or uh, cards yet to be played that you're going to have to get into before you know. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of pre-planning. Uh, some of the, you know, one of the challenges we had is is, is more on probably the filings and, and things like that with the pandemic and where's everybody at and, and how do we get through some of those things. And, uh, yeah, we're only here in person one day a week versus four days a week. And, and you know, there's massive amounts of things to go on there. But uh, really the board of directors has gelled well together. Uh, the employee base is, is coming together culturally i'm not gonna um say that everything's perfect we're, we're gonna have to work through that and uh, w- you know we're gonna be moving probably a little uh faster maybe than than maybe all the culture is used to and uh we're uh, we're definitely gonna stay nimble in our approach you know that's one thing that we've all learned is uh, we can get a lot more done than we ever imagined from one spot, from our desk, from our couch, whatever. But you have to reach out and try to bring those masses together, as you said. What kind of things are you going to suggest for either the member patrons, uh, convenience customers, people that are aware of the brands? How can they stay involved in the conversation, Jim? How can they watch the process? Yeah, we've got a very robust website out there that the teams have been working on together to put FAQs out there, um, customer uh, ability to ask questions. Um, Of course, things like statements are changing and the looks of them. We're trying to communicate that. Uh, credit policies, different things like that, and and those are all being communicated as as we flow through. Um, Our branding process is well underway. Um, We should have our name established. We hope to have that done by middle of June or so, and uh, then we can continue on the down the road of the branding process and and the conversion. When that all kind of comes together and happens, that's really truly when you're you're one. And uh, not taking anything away from the legacies of the companies that brought us here today, um, they'll always be remembered 
but uh, we are uh, the team's excited to build on that legacy and create even a stronger one as we move forward. Jim Dell named general manager of this uh, new entity that came together officially in March involving Countryside Cooperative headquartered in Durand and Landmark Services Cooperative headquartered in Cottage Grove. We'll wait for the new name of this entity. That should be announced sometime early this summer. John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, joining us in just a moment. Hey, could you stop in at the FSA office and turn in our 2021 Planted Acres report when you're in town? Yeah, uh, when? Before five? In between work? Dropping the kids off? Picking up that part you needed? And stopping to grab the mineral mix you ordered from the feed mill? (sighs) What if they have questions? They won't have any questions. It's all right here. See the red lines? Oh, yeah. The red Sharpie on the gray blobs are supposed to be witch fields. There has to be a better way. It is 2021, after all. Have you checked out TopCon's data management platform, TAP? I heard you could submit your planted acres report right from your computer. But we don't have any TopCon gear in our tractors. I heard you don't need any, and signing up is free. You can submit your 2021 Planted Acres report electronically using TAP and My Ag Data. Sign up is free and TAP can handle your planting data from any of the major planter solutions available. Learn more at www.cropreporting.com. Barrel cheese dropped two and a quarter cents yesterday at a dollar eighty-one and a quarter. Forty-pound block cheese and double A butter both remained unchanged. We were a little softer in the grain trade yesterday, but we're gaining it back today. Right now, July corns up eleven and a half at six ninety-one. December corns up almost seven cents at five sixty-nine and three quarters. July soybeans are up almost fifteen cents at fifteen thirty-eight. November beans are up twelve. 1357 in July wheat's up 7 at 725 a bushel. Wisconsin farmers did pretty well. We've got 27% of the corn in the ground, 8 make that 16% of our soybeans planted, 68% of our oats are in the ground, 59% of our potatoes are planted. June milk in overnight trade is quiet. Lost 7 cents yesterday at 1979 a hundredweight. So what does the market think about the planting progress numbers that they've been uh, given. We're talking about it next with John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson out of West Bend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. 
there have been multiple instances of scammers impersonating Madison police officers and detectives. A 27-year-old man told officers he was contacted by MPD officer Rick Foster and the caller ID displayed the MPD North District's main number. The victim was asked to send money through a money app. The victim later confirmed with MPD that this was a scam and nobody by the name of Rick Foster is employed with MPD. These types of calls are scams with people impersonating the authorities and conjuring up different schemes to fool people into giving them money. Remember, scammers can spoof your caller ID. Please visit the Federal Trade Commission Consumer Information website for more details on these types of scams and steps you can take to protect yourself. If you have any information regarding similar scams, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Again, thank you so much for using that uh, Midwest Farm Report talk text line. I appreciate it. Dennis from Northeast Dodge County, 1.3 inches. Troy from uh, by Johnson Creek, 0.9 inches of rain. You can keep on using it this morning, 877 301 Three two seven six. Joining us live this morning, John Heimberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. How much rain were you guessing you got, John? I'd say it was real close to a good inch. I mean, we had a nice, nice uh, couple hours of steady rain yesterday evening, so it was uh, much needed. Getting pretty dry around here as well. So let's talk about the planting progress report. What states caught your attention? What were you watching? Well, we saw a big jump in the western half of the United States, and even talking with some clients, uh, they were actually got the, got the planter already cleaned up and put in the shed for the year. Uh, that's how fast things were rolling in some of those areas that were, you know, the ground was extremely dry, and they kept right on rolling. And now we needed to see the some of that moisture come in, which was nice to see for some regions. You know, we're still 46% planted, which was a pretty big jump. It's almost 30% over last week on the corn and soybeans up to 24%. So that was about a 16% jump there as well. Uh, I thought it actually might be a little bit higher than that just from talking to people. But, uh, you know, we're making some good progress. Obviously, the ground's uh, on the drier side, so the conditions are good to at least keep rolling there. Uh, so now we're going to really keep a good focus on the weather here, and, and the markets are still really moving, and that's more tied to what's happening on this old crop corn and the basis levels there, as well as that really keeping a close eye on that South American weather as things are looking very difficult in Brazil. Still. All right. What's the latest from them? Well, we're hearing, uh, you know, maybe up to 60% of that crop is going to be affected by moisture issues. And we're starting to see some cuts already come in. A couple of analysts yesterday uh, made some major chops, you know, seven, eight million metric tons. Realistically, every 10 million metric tons that gets taken off a crop, that's 400 million bushels missing off the the global balance sheet. And that corn's kind of a spoken for corn. So that if that's not there, that just turns that demand to other markets. And realistically, the only market that's got it at this time frame is us. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it for sure. Have we seen any country movement, though, because of these escalated prices? And that's what's really happening here in terms of the local basis and things of that nature is really starting to pop. And that's why we're watching the May contract, July contract shoot the way they are. The spreads are pulling the corn, trying to get it pulled out of the you know, farmer's hands as much as possible. You know, yesterday we got export inspections uh, and we we're over 2 million metric tons again for the week. That's strong for this time of year. And that just like, is another demand competing against the dem- those tight domestic supplies. So don't watch this front end. I mean, this thing's going to get 
pretty doggone interesting. We just saw May shoot up into the mid 70s or $7 window. July is filling that gap quickly here again, as well as we're seeing that May contract expire soon. You know, I know like, like talking the $8 number, but the way things are working, the positioning of the market, that very well could be a possibility. And then we can start even talking about U.S. weather. Curious, have you paid attention to any of the ethanol numbers? I mean, those suddenly we've got big demand as far as gas. I'm hoping that means ethanol can get back online, but that corn's pretty expensive to get made into ethanol. It is, and that's but that is one of the phases that is starting to pick back up again. We're seeing that fuel usage step back into this market as well, and and uh, so and that might be a little bit of a hidden sleeper. And we talk about the demand side domestically as we move into the summer is going to be those ethanol bushels. We saw the USDA bump up the numbers a little bit on the last report, and I think that's going to need to continue uh, as we go forward because that demand for ethanol domestically as well as in the export market has been picking up again, and the ethanol prices are there uh, at least in terms. Terms of futures prices are trading at multi-year highs so these plants can pick up this corn even at these values and make some money off it and get things going again you know that brings me to the other issue we've been getting more reports consumers taking in a lot of gas so they can road trip also noticing that their groceries are costing a little bit more but that's still not trickling down to the farmer talk to me about what's happening in the beef uh, situation the livestock market or the beef market is, is probably the one of the more frustrating ones, and I feel for the producers on there. We're looking at carcass values pushing the $300 level as of yesterday for choice carcasses. That's an all-time high, taking out last year's uh, COVID restrictions or COVID issues, you know, spike that we saw uh, last spring. So, but that is not coming into the cash market. It's basically a, a packing pa- packing plant capacity issue. We just don't have enough space to kill cattle, so the supplies are a little bit on the tighter side. And and there's plenty of cattle out there, so the packing plants don't have to step up on their cash bids. And there's plenty of cattle coming forward, especially with these corn prices rallying. Guys aren't going to feed six dollar, seven dollar corn uh, as long, you know, to these cattle any longer than they need to. So right now the leverage is all in the packers' hands, and that's what's really hurting this cash market is we just can't get a bid. But at the same time, the domestic, uh, you know, prices are continuing to climb because international demand, as well as you know, the restaurant trade, as well as the consumer, has all been picking up here, uh, putting some pressure on those prices. And people are going to start seeing that in the grocery store, obviously, because of these food costs moving higher. Yeah, less than 60 seconds, John. That's also with hogs, isn't it? Same things going on with hogs, and and but there the, the the packer is paying because the hog supplies aren't there. We're actually at a 45 year low uh, for global hog numbers, and the demand from China because of their African swine fever keeps that market red hot as it broke out this week. Well, we'll uh, have to wait and see what happens there and save the rest of the conversation for next week. Remind them again, John, how they can get a hold of you, get a little protection in when these prices are good. Give me a call, 1-800-334-9779, or shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. All right, beautiful, buddy. Appreciate you knocking all those uh, pieces off the checklist, and we'll catch up with you next week. Have a great week. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, TotalFarmMarketing.com. He is in West Bend and ready to help you out like he helps me out every Tuesday morning with the greatest, latest news as far as what's driving the markets, stuff that we otherwise might not make. Hey, don't forget, if you're uh, not catching everything all at once, MidwestFarmReport.com, our website, can help you out there. Don't forget, you can sign up for our daily e-newsletter as well as get uh, signed up for our daily podcast, MidwestFarmReport.com. This is the Midwest Farm 